The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. It is November 18th, and this is our 86th episode. I like the even episodes better. That seems to be a, a theme with us, though I feel like last episode was a pretty strong episode. I mean, I think all of our episodes are great because I think we're great, but um, I just like even numbers better. <laughs> it's a it's a personal preference. So I'm just saying, I'm getting it out there at the top. This is going to be our best episode yet. Well, shit. Now there's expectations and stuff. I know, but I've seen our listener questions. You can't put expectations on the podcast at jump. Now I'm just going to like be podcasting in fear. Am I living up to my to expectations? Am I going to be replaced as co-host after this one's over? Yeah, actually. Bye! <laughs> Peace! Started at the top, now we at the bottom. <laughs> hey! Hey! So did the Stars Power Play! Hey! What happened there? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if you saw... Um, so obviously there was a game actually right before we recorded started recording this there uh, against the islanders starting at an ungodly hour for me specifically was it at noon i feel like it was at noon it was at noon your time 11 a.m my time gross so i was like grocery shopping um but they flashed up a graphic and i don't remember if it was sean or owen or who who which one of the the stars media people put it on the twitter but it was like stars first 14 games of the season second power play in the entire nhl Stars, last 14 games, 30th power play in the entire NHL. <laughs> no, thanks. Oh, God. It's so bad. Take it's it back. So I don't bad. want it. Okay, this is Stella Stars related. I just clicked over to Twitter to see if I could find that tweet, and I got way late even looking because the Dallas Stars just posted a picture of Jason Spezza and Rupe Hints because it was Rupe Hintz's First goal and Spezza's 900th point. And there's a picture Aww. of both of them standing together. Aww. And it's like a dad and his child. Proud dad, Jason Spezza. Oh my gosh. These boys are so dumb. I know. I. I I am so here for the Jason Spezza revival show. Oh fuck yeah! I was n- I I am livid every time I think about what Hitchcock did to that team for that season. It was such a fucking waste. It was such a fucking waste. And the player who I feel like got wasted the absolute most is Jason Spezza. It just yeah. sucks. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I didn't get to hear it, but apparently there was an. He went on to uh, the ticket, mm-hmm. which does tend to do a decent amount of stars content, and he is being interviewed. And he kind of like was like, "Yeah, there were a lot of people who thought I was washed up after last year, and I just wanted to be like, not me, Spencer. <laughs> we love you still. I've always loved you, Spencer. We need your giggles. Give us life." 
Okay, uh, I haven't left Twitter yet. There is a tweet <laughs> from a Finnish woman who took a, what is that called? Vacuum cleaner out to the woods <laughs> and captioned this picture, just an ordinary day in the Finnish forest. <laughs> You saw that that thing that Trump said about the Finnish oh. forests, right? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> For those who have not seen what Trump said about Finnish Trump, forests. Trump claimed that the Finnish people go out and rake their forests, and that's why they don't have a problem with forest fires. <laughs> Which is, first of all, just laughable from, like, a structural standpoint, and then, like, laughable because, like, they're they're above the Arctic Circle. Like the reason that Finland doesn't have a problem with forest fires is like it freezes there. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I don't know if he's ever actually seen Finland. Like, I technically, technically, I know he's been to Helsinki. I know he's been to Helsinki because he fucked up in Helsinki. And yet, I don't think he actually knows where Finland is. No, here's the thing, though. I don't think that Trump knows that there are other cities. I think he thinks he takes a nap for a while, wakes up, and then he's still in the same spot. Does he think that he's actually governing, and I use air quotes when I say governing, does he think that he's governing the United States from New York City? Yes, I think so. I think he thinks he's actually governing the world, to be honest. Oh my god, he does. Yeah. I think he thinks that New York City is the actual, literal capital of the world. Not like in the metaphoric, you know, like, not in the figurative way that New Yorkers think that New York is the capital of the world. But, like, I think he literally thinks that New York rules the world. Like, that's where governance comes from. Yeah. Oh, my God. If... (laughs) Now I'm just trying to imagine the fucking fights that New York would get into with Italy over pizza. If New York literally ruled the world, Chicago would not be allowed to make pizza. (laughs) Chicago would try to be like, but we have a dog in this fight, too. And then, like, New York and Italy would just laugh. New York would just, like, call in the National Guard. Like, that's all that would happen. There would be martial law over deep dish. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, back to the Dallas Stars and their power play. Uh, yeah, it's... It's so bad. It's so, so, so bad. There was, uh, Sean was joking today that, like, the Islanders took a four-minute penalty to get themselves back into the game. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that, that the Stars could not do anything with the four. It's funny because, like, I don't know exactly what the score was when the four-minute power play happened, but all of these, I, like, I kept reading these tweets that were like, this is terrible, I can't believe the Stars let this happen, like, they're gonna, this is, like, just awful, and I expected the score to be a lot closer than it was when I finally saw that it was, like, 5-1, and I was like, oh, uh, I mean, like, yeah, that sucks that we wasted a four-minute penalty, like, power play, but, like, I think we're doing okay, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I can't remember which game I got to see this past week. I got... I think it was part of the CBJ game or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was awful then, too. It was very much a, like, shit. Like, let's just play on the penalty kill? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That said, they're um, over the recent games. So Dallas, uh, right after Klingberg, like even a little bit before Klingberg got hurt, and and but definitely while he was had like that very first bit of him being hurt, was losing most of the important fancy stats battles. Um, so shots battles, and not only that, but like XG, which is the um, one that has location built in and kind of qualifies whether or not a shot is particularly dangerous. And uh, that's the one that I typically look at the most to see if we're actually doing okay, especially if I don't get to see a game. And recently they've been perking back up. And that's pretty good, even though the offense isn't as exactly where we would want to be. I mean, uh, we were just talking about this on another call. Like, Dallas finally won a one nothing game in overtime. <laughs> I mean, I would rather they not. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like, really? Did we have to? Was that necessary? Yeah. But they weren't. They didn't play terribly, which is the. Weird thing, you know, if you think about a 0-0 game, you think that they're probably not playing particularly well. Granted, they probably didn't play terribly at 5-on-5 because they got it out all on the power play because they had lots of power play time that game. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks to Boston's antics. But, you know, I mean, it was definitely, uh, they're, they're trending up in the ways that analysts like to see them trend, even though... All of our friends are dead. All of our friends are dead. I am aware. By friends, we mean defensemen. We do mean defensemen. So, Klingberg's out for five weeks, which causes me nothing but unbearable sadness. I don't know why we're talking about it. Why why wouldn't... I mean, we technically are a Dallas Stars podcast. I don't want to talk about it. It makes me too sad. But we can talk about Trump for like five minutes? Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Jesus. Mathot is kind of like out-ish. He's sore, but he's not like dead. Dead, dead. Carrick is out for, I think, four more weeks. He broke something. And so right now, uh, our top six includes three guys under 26 and Pollock. Is he back? Did he play today? I don't know if he played today, but he definitely played against Boston. Uh, Roman Pollock did play today for 20 minutes. Right? This is the issue with all of our friends being dead. Roman Pollock played for 20 minutes. Uh, Esselindel and Heiskanen played for more than 20 minutes. Heiskanen pulled like down like 28 minutes the other night. Yeah, well, he played 21 minutes tonight. Probably because he played 28 the other day. He, yeah, Lindell played 22. No, I'm I'm sorry. Lindell played 28 the other day. Heiskanen played something like 26. Oh. A 19-year-old playing 26 fucking minutes. I mean, it's because all of our friends are dead. Joel Hanley played 15 minutes. If, if... Babe Ruther fucking played 19 minutes. If John Klingberg was a dinosaur, which kind of dinosaur would he be? If Klingberg was a dinosaur? Yeah, all of our dead friends. Uh, he'd be a raptor, probably. But like, But, like, the Jurassic Park, the movie version of Velociraptor, and not, like, what a Velociraptor actually is. 
Because a velociraptor. He's pretty small. Yeah, but like, so is a velociraptor when you're going up against a T Rex. Like, Fair enough. like the Jurassic Park velociraptors are still not very big dinosaurs. They're just people yeah, sized. Like, yeah, they're people sized. But like in real life, a velociraptor was literally the size of a turkey. So like, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't, I don't think we're going there. But I think he's like the Jurassic Park version of what a velociraptor is, which is actually more closely related to an entirely different type of dinosaur whose name I've forgotten. Hang on just a second. Now I need to look this up. It's gonna bother me. Googling, Googling, it's so much fun when you Google. Are we having fun? More fun than John Klingberg, probably. Good. Okay, it's the Utah Raptor. Utah Raptor, okay. Yeah. The creature's depiction is not based on the actual dinosaur genus in question, which was significantly smaller. Shorter, shortly before Jurassic Park's theater release, the similar Utah raptor was discovered, although it proved to be even bigger in appearance than the film's raptors. This prompted Stan Winston to joke, we made it, then they discovered it. <laughs> I like it. What about, who would Connick Carrick be? I feel like he's going to be an herbivore. He's such a sweet. Person. He is a sweet person. Let's go. Ooh, like a stegosaurus, maybe? Because, like, can, they're still pretty vicious. They can still be, they can still, you know, yeah. they can still get up in your shit. Yeah. Spiky tails and all. Yeah. Uh. I got nothing. All right. <laughs> I mean, I did take us down this deep dive of what the deep raptors on Jurassic Park actually were, so it's cool. Yeah, I was trying to get from dinosaurs to the stars calendar, and it just wasn't working for me. Yeah, uh, that's okay. It's okay. I think I need a nap, honestly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I Okay. I don't... We'll get into this with... Actually, we're going to get into this with happy things. I'll talk about it later. So, the Dallas Stars released their stars calendar today or this week i should this say this week yeah and we do have a reader question about it and since it's stars related i thought i'd throw it up here yeah do it uh so shanberry sauce asks thoughts on the dallas thoughts on the stars finally giving the fans what they want in a pet calendar but then being totally down- tone deaf about it <laughs> So, like, we've known that this was coming for a couple of months, right? Like, I can't remember Mm -hmm. exactly when this was uh, announced, but it was shortly after the the Botham Jean shooting in Dallas, because... It was, like, two weeks after? Yeah, it was... Not even. Yeah. So, see, what happened was, in Dallas, an unarmed black man was shot in his apartment by an off-duty cop who claims that she thought she had the wrong apartment. It was then, like, then the Dallas Police Department attempted to cover it up as much as possible. They went in and searched Botham Jean's apartment. They, like, did everything they could to try to cover up for this cop who murdered a man in cold, like, not in cold blood, but, like, you know, murdered a man. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, two weeks later, the Dallas Stars announced that they were doing a... Uh, dog calendar, which Stars fans have literally been clamming, cl- clamoring for for years, mm-hmm. but that they were using police dogs, and the funds would be going to the police, the Dallas PD's canine unit. Which, like, I don't know. I mean, like, obvi- in my mind, it was obviously a stretch on the Dallas PD's part to 
you know, gain some warm fuzzies from any corner that they could. But, like, the fact that the Dallas Stars Foundation went along with this and the fact that, like, the the photographer for the Dallas Stars, who I generally thought was pretty cool until this happened, uh, was like, you know, don't read too much into it. They're just dogs, you know? I, just kind of sweeping it all under the rug. Like, that's gross. You're participating in erasure of, like, a fucking awful murder and, like, the people who tried to cover it up, like, using everything that they could. Because they're yeah. the fucking police. So, like, let's just not be gross. I could believe, I can I can very much believe that the Dallas Stars and the Dallas PD had collaborated on this calendar and planned for it months prior to, before yeah, this sure. all went down. What bothers me is the Stars Foundation seeing that and then saying, nah, we're going to just go ahead. What also bothers me is... Is Sean being like, they're just dogs. Concentrate on the dogs. That's what we're here for is the dogs. Like, no. I mean, like, yeah, they are dogs and we have been asking for this for years. But, like, there are plenty. If if it's just about the dogs, there are fucking so many shelters that you could have gone to. And then he started talking about liability with with players and, like, what happens if a dog, like, you know, bites a player and all this kind of stuff. And it was pointed out to him that multiple other teams partner with uh shelters all the time to do these pet Mm -hmm. calendars or these animal calendars and that's like never happened and not never been an issue and he eventually like deleted all of his tweets about the subject and just stopped talking about it but it's like how how tone deaf can you possibly be yeah Uh, yeah my you and i have bought many a stars calendar in the past yeah and neither of us are buying this one no. for, for those reasons. And I, for me, it's very much like a, listen, there, I can be a fan of the Dallas Stars and it, it's, it is not, the Dallas Stars are not free from criticism, even from their fans. Like, and that's, I think, part of being a good fan is like, there are people, like you and I can no longer be fans of the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. but there are people who I do know who really dislike Patrick Kane, but still want to support the team they have supported for years. And that's their prerogative. And I, you know, I, I don't dis, I don't agree with everything the Dallas stars do on the ice. And I certainly don't agree with everything the Dallas stars have done off the ice either. And I, it's one of those things where it's like, um, I thought it was, Maybe we were turning a little bit of a corner <laughs> when um, that trans bathroom bill started coming through in the Texas state legislature mm-hmm. and the Dallas stars were about to host the draft and they were like, whoa, boys, no, fuck this. Like, that's not good and not helpful. And we don't like they were they came out publicly against that right. bathroom bill. And both you and I were a shocked by it. Like, neither one of us expected them to do the right thing there. No. But they did yeah and this is i think where we're seeing one of those um truisms that i tend to to take is like doing the right thing is doing the right thing but doing the right thing for the wrong reasons means you can't actually expect people to do the right thing again <laughs> and it was pretty i think it's pretty clear now especially that they were doing the right thing because they knew it'd be impactful to the business they were doing the right thing not because it was the right thing to do and this is another situation where it's like, well, if they don't think it's going to be impactful to the business, they're just, they don't care. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because 
I mean, you want to not feel like an asshole with the things that you support, and you want to not have to qualify the things that you support. And, like, you know, some people make that decision to just excise things from their lives, but I'm not ready to go there with the Dallas Stars at this time. It would take more than this to do that for the Dallas Stars. And I think... It is nice to see that we are. there's plenty of Dallas Stars fans who are outspoken in their disagreement with this calendar. Because I think the other thing is that, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm still, I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe, I, I just don't understand the, the idea why they have to, like, what, how badly is the Dallas PD police, uh, dog canine unit struggling for funds? That's my other thing that I really, like, even if we take away the Botham Jean stuff, which is important and is the majority of my issue with this, but my little bit of my ha- my mind is like, but also why police dogs? Yeah. Like, do they need support? Like, the Dallas PD has to be one of the best funded police forces in Texas. Yeah. Dallas's. I mean, it's a big, big place, so, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but also, there's a lot of money in Dallas and Fort Worth, and, like, I don't know, like, it's so Blue Lives Matter that it bothers the shit out of me. I haven't seen any, any discussion of why they need so badly to have somebody fund them. So, it what feels like a recurring segment... Oh, more stand. Okay, cool. Yes, the recurring sh- the recurring segment of shenanigans from the senators. Yeah. Oh, oh man, my God, it's starting to feel like Cheers up in here. Yeah, dude. Maybe maybe it's just that we're uh, more attuned to it at this point in time. But like, it really honestly seems like they're the only team we talk about other than the Dallas Stars anymore. I mean, I feel like that might be true, um, but I'm not mad about it because at least it's not my team. Um, Fair I mean, we could talk about the Oilers one-for-one trade again. (gasps) Ah, I did forget about that. I I just just remembered about it, too. So we we just remembered it because it was such a nothing trade. Quick thoughts. Quick thoughts about that one-for-one trade. Ryan Strom for Ryan Spooner. The best. <laughs> May the best Ryan win. <laughs> the best tweet I saw about it was uh, Peter Chiarelli and uh, I don't know, actually, Joe, Jeff Gordon, I think. Jeff Gordon fi- can, uh, actually pulled off the uh, Spider Man pointing at Spider Man yes! trade. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly what happened. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't see what the point of that was, but. Yeah, there was no point to that trade. No. Whatsoever. Like, eh, there there was some argument that, like, moving on from Ryan Strom was getting rid of a sunk cost, and, like, that's a good thing. And, yes, I don't disagree, but also the point is to try and get better when you get rid of a sunk cost. Yeah. And... There are marginal differences between the two players. Um, I believe Spooner's a little bit younger. So, like, that's good, I guess. I mean, and one of them is going to be an RFA and the other is going to be a UFA, right? Yeah, and so that's that's the difference, is that Spooner yeah. is younger, is going to be the RFA. 
Um, I think if I remember correctly, uh, New York ate some salary there, but like overall it's a nothing trade. Yeah. And that means that they got nothing for Jordan Eberle. Meanwhile, Jordan Eberle is playing very well for the Islanders. Go figure. Is anybody fucking surprised that Chiarelli ended up with a bag of peanuts for anything? No. No. The man doesn't have... He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand how modern hockey is played. What I don't understand is why this man still has a job. Shit, man, you got me. Literally, it's because he's a man. That's how. Yeah, but plenty of men have been fired from their jobs for gross incompetence, and yet this man keeps failing into sideways lateral moves. I just don't understand. The hockey world doesn't demand better. No. No, it doesn't. That's true. Which is the biggest indictment of the hockey world. So let's indict the the senators. What happened there? (laughs) So it came out that uh, there are two things going on. First and foremost, there was an article in the Ottawa Citizen, I think, the other day that found several, something like 20 or 30 pro-senators bot accounts that were basically, like, pro-Melnick, like, front office, like, they're doing everything right kind of accounts that were, like, spamming hockey Twitter. That is the most hilarious shit I have ever heard of in my life. And, like, it could have just been a fan with a programming background. It could have been the fucking Russians, for all I know. But, like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. There's, I mean, I don't know anything about Eugene Melnick at all. But, like, I, I, just like I could see Trump, like, paying the Russians to make Russian bots that will be pro-Trump, like, MAGA, like, supporters or whatever, I could absolutely see a world in which a, uh, a hockey GM who keeps getting roasted every time he makes a move on Twitter, like paying for some bots to be like, go Melnick. <laughs> yeah. I can see Dorian doing it for Melnick so that he keeps his job. Maybe that's how Chiarelli keeps his job. Oh, Have like all the considered- other. So all the <laughs> other GMs are like, wait, no, we need Chiarelli to keep his job so he can keep getting players for peanuts. Yes, that's what it is. Oh my god, we've cracked it! This the Avs are paying for the pro Melnick bots so they can get the better pick. Biggest conspiracy of our time. Forget the Russians. We found the P tape. (laughs) The P tape is the other GMs. I can't believe we've solved this. I feel like we should just take the rest of the podcast off. We are fucking Sherlock's, both of us. (laughs) Cracking whip, cracking shit wide open. Told you this was going to be the best podcast ever. I mean, I'm sorry. I think I told you it was going to be the best (laughs) podcast ever. What the fuck are you doing trying to take credit for my announcement? Well, there was a we there, but I said it very, very quietly. I didn't hear it at all. Uh... All yeah, right, so so quiet what I is this it. other one that uh, is happening? 
So this one, this so we're not done. If you thought we were done with Senator shenanigans, we are not done with Senator shenanigans. So this one was brought to our attention by uh, Damn Jason, uh, Jason of Damn Jason fame, and uh, so on November twenty eighth, the senator's chief marketing officer is doing an Ask Me Anything. And Jason's particular question is, is there any way this doesn't go wrong? Like, they're, dude, they've got the hashtag going, they've got an email address, and they have a phone line where people can leave voicemails. So, what have you called in already? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining Sackick having 18 burner accounts just being... I think your rebuild is going really great. <laughs> Man, why haven't you signed Craig Anderson for another five years? You've got the best blue line ever. Who needs Carlson? Not you. I like Cody CC's grit. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me get my bot voice on. I like Cody Cece's grit. Grit. <laughs> he is tough to play against. This is reminding me of, um, oh shit, what's the note? Sneakers. <laughs> my voice is my passport. Verify me. I've never seen. Really? What? I, what is this? Oh, okay. So it is a spy movie. From the, I think it's the eighties. Uh, it it had it had Robert Redford, River Phoenix before River Phoenix died. Uh, no, Sneakers the movie, not Sneakers the damn shoe. You dumbass. <laughs> okay, how dare you make that mistake? Jesus, Sydney Poitier. Oh. whose name I feel like I can never actually say. Welcome Dan to Aykroyd life. was also in it. Uh, and then Mary McDonnell was the uh, main lady lead. And Ben... Ben? No, right? Was that his name? Shit. Ben Kingsley. I did have Ben right. I thought it was Ben Kingsley, but then I didn't want to look like an asshat if I got it wrong. But it was Ben Kingsley. The only 80s Spies movie I remember watching as a kid is one called Gotcha. And... It was my first introduction to um, the division of East and West Germany uh-huh. because it's about an American college student who basically gets pulled into a game of spycraft from East and West Germany. And it's like so stupid. And so I really enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> this is not a stupid movie. This is actually a great movie and you should watch it. Uh, it actually came out in 1992 and... So, Robert Redford plays a character who runs a team of people who are paid to test security systems in banks and, like, different shit like that. Uh, And then he is blackmailed by government agents into stealing a black box that is a code-breaking box. Uh, Lots of shenanigans happen, but it is primarily a comedy, but it also has, like... I mean, people die in it, so it's not like it's all, like, fun and games. But um, there's this whole thing where they're trying to break into this, into this like, office building, 
and um, they have to get a voice password. And so the voice password is my voice is my passport. Verify me. And so she, Mary McDonald spends like literally five hours in a restaurant with this guy trying to get him to say all the words. And so finally she can't get him to say passport. She was like, I just love this word and I just need you to say this word for me. Can you say passport? And so he goes, passport? And she goes, yes. Bye! (laughs) It was amazing. I love that movie. Listen to the premise of this movie, because this is possibly the most 1985 thing ever. Uh, Jonathan plays a game called Gotcha, in which he hunts and is hunted by other students with paint guns. After a big win, he goes off for a vacation in France where he meets the sexy Sasha, who says she is only interested in him because he's a virgin. She takes him back with her to East Germany where they are separated and he has to escape back to the West on his own, all while being trailed by East German spies. He arrives home only to find the game is still going on and a mysterious canister of film is in his backpack. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Uh, and people wonder why Americans don't actually know how bad things were in East Germany. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Here's the thing though, you should still watch Sneakers. Okay, I will I will attempt to find it on one of my many media services. <laughs> Excellent. Or the library maybe. Yeah, that's actually probably the better bet. Probably the better bet because I don't see it on any of the services. We did get asked to do our other favorite segment. I think this is just going to be a segment for this season. Like, I think we're just going to make this a bit. Yeah, like uh, like our guest stars were the bit over the summer. Yeah, and so for the for the eighteen nineteen season, your favorite bit is Marin reacts. Oh Lord! I feel like we need to make a theme song for that. Maybe we can ask my friend Anna. <laughs> dun, 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 I think that one's dun, taken. Mary reacts. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so the Dougal asks. Oh, kind of peace. Wait, hang on. Before we get to this, uh, did you see Aileen with an A's tweet to us from two hours ago about a soccer team we should follow. I did. O-M-fucking-G. Sorry. I, I, so, the reason she tweeted this at us is because their mascot, they're the Flamingos! They are the Madison Flamingos. Forward Madison Ah! Flamingos. Holy shit! In Madison, Wisconsin, and Madison, the Madison Flamingos Twitter account responded to us. <laughs> okay, sorry. So great. No, I'm sorry. So great. Sorry, so the Dougal asks. I love that. I love that we have that brand. I know. Me too. Point. I'm. I'm really <laughs> all about our brand. It's great. So the Dougal asks or says. I uh, I kind of peed myself a bit laughing at Marinish reacts, but I worry about blood pressure or stroke. Maybe react to something cute. <laughs> she has not been with me in an IKEA, is all I'm saying. <laughs> because 
I don't know. I can't remember everybody that was there, but I know for sure that Casey was there, and so was our friend Janelle. And we got to, like, the stuffed animal part, and I got so, like, overwhelmed by how cute everything was that I started getting really mad that I couldn't, like, glom it onto me and, like, make it part of myself. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) this could go badly is all I'm saying. We are plush. The plush is us. <laughs> we are Christmas cheer. <laughs> we are become cheer. We are become cheer. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be like that because I can already see that it contains gritty. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marin has been away for the weekend for the most part and didn't get to see this video that went viral the other day. And uh, it's Gritty Mites on Ice, and she is watching it for the first time now. All right, let me press play. Sherrier isn't even a word. What the fuck? The video, not the dad. <laughs> Cricket, how dare you? Gritty is in a bit of a scrap right seems like. Gritty's getting chased down by number 44. The rest of his teammates at number one in orange is Emma Babb. Number 17, Dylan Vitale. Number eight is Rowan Delacroix. Number nine, Henry Rideout. This tiny child, like, literally actually dropped his gloves in the ice. I would say so, Shawnee, absolutely. The gloves went down, the stick went down. Next thing you know, he's chasing Gritty to the end zone. They're so tiny. Good grief. Look at this tiny little child. Nice, nice tonight, no, you stopped right. it, kid. I think it's in your pants. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Good point. He's like looking behind him for that puck. Bless his heart. And oh, wait a minute. Here's another one. Oh. <laughs> Gritty's just picking him up and another carrying box. him to the penalty box. You're in timeout, child. Well, I guess there are penalties. He's just morning. sitting there in the box now. He's like accepting that this the is goal scorer, It is Johnny Gritty. You, you've oh done enough God. here. Leave Johnny He's alone. such a Flyers fan. Johnny had a big goal, the game-winning goal. Were you nervous at all to play in front of all these screaming Flyers fans? No. No? <laughs> you were yep. What was your favorite part of being out there? Uh, scoring a goal. And you get the goal, you get the celebration. How many goals do you usually score a year? Are you a big time goal scorer? Uh, I score like. 14, I had never seen Grady's goals. belly button before this You're not even video. Years old, are you? Yep. Yep. There you go. What do you think? I was I was trying to listen to see what this kid was saying about how many goals he scored. I was gonna bring up the belly button later because, quite honestly, now that I know that it's under there, I never want to see it again. Okay, so, like, that was really cute, uh, mostly because those tiny children are very cute. Gritty's belly button is going to haunt me in my nightmares. What the <laughs> fuck is that? What You know, you and I are always clamoring for more purple. Not an appropriate use no. of purple. <laughs> Still not a good enough reason to use purple! Ugh. Oh, my God. No. 
I can just like see it trying to like suck a child into it or something. Like, oh like, god! I'm afraid watching that video. <laughs> like he was gonna come up behind it and like try and eat and it. just like <laughs> and then it would just open up and swallow the kid whole. Yeah. Ugh. Creepy. Like an alien. And symbiote. like, did he oh, like lifts up his shirt and starts flicking it? Like, why are you making it weird? <laughs> I am so happy that Victory Green does not have a goddamn belly button. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, it was bad enough knowing that they put furry abs underneath the whatever the Oilers one is. <laughs> <laughs> but like that I'm not going to ever look at Gritty and not think about that belly button. Oh my god. Why? Why did they do that to me? To me personally. What is God to a non-believer? Oh god. Okay. Anyway, I don't know how we're transitioning into happy things from there. Just like that. But that's where we are. <laughs> this is where we are as a country. Marin, do you have a happy thing this week? Yeah, so uh, last night, it's also why I'm so tired, which we were going to talk about. It was my brother's birthday back in October, and back in October, my sister-in-law asked if I would spend the night over with um, their two littler kids while my uh, older nephew was with uh, his mom for the weekend. And uh, it didn't work out back in October, but they chose this weekend before Thanksgiving. So last night I spent the night with my two littlest nephews and we, uh, and yeah. And so they, cause they, my, my brother and his wife spent the night downtown and it was hysterical. I, I posted some things on, on Twitter about this, but like uh, he woke up at six, no, like five, what time was it? Like, it was five o'clock when he woke up. He woke up at five. He came down to find me because I slept downstairs and his bedroom is upstairs. So, like, literally the two farthest part, like, farthest part rooms in the house is where we were staying. And he came down mm-hmm. to my room and was like, my foot was hurting, but now it feels better. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, I mean, did you need anything? No, I was crying, but now I'm fine. Okay. Mind you, no evidence of tears on this child at all. And I was like, okay, well, do you want to go back up to bed? Yeah, that's okay. So he went back up to bed. I was like, all right, well, obviously he's already awake. I'm not going to sleep anymore. So I just took a shower. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, like, 30 minutes later, he was yelling downstairs to me to come up and wipe his butt. So (laughs) I did that because that's how old he is. He poops in the potty, but he can't wipe himself yet. Yeah. So that that I did that, and then we went out and sat on the couch together. And he, like, we were talking about the lamp because he's got this lamp that turns on and off by itself because my brother has it on a timer. But he goes, "Do you know how it turns on and off?" And I said, "Yeah, it's on a timer." And he he like takes my face in his hands and he goes, "No, it's magic." <laughs> I was Perfect. just like, "Oh, okay." And then at breakfast, he told me that his stomach hurt. And I was like, oh, what's wrong with your stomach? And he goes, it feels like there's hair in it. And I just kind of looked at him. I was like, I mean, do you still want to keep eating? And he goes, yeah. like, I don't under, what's going on? Like, what? Yeah. 
And last night, last night he hugged me. We were sitting on the couch and I just put his little brother to bed and he hugged me. And um, I was like, uh, you know, it felt a little bit like he was trying to attack me. That's how he hugs. And so I was like, hey, what you doing? He was like, I'm just trying to hug you. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then he goes, and the, so then I said, I love you, buddy. And he goes, I love you. And I love Corey, who's his other, his other babysitter. And then he goes, and Corey loves me. That's two adults who love me. <laughs> so then I said, well, who else loves you? And he was like, I don't know. And then I was like, do mommy and daddy love you? Yeah. And so then we tar- started talking about, like, granny and granddad and grandma and grandpa and all the... And he was like, there are so many adults who love me! Aww. I was like... I, I, it's like melting all of the salt in my heart. Like, I was, it was so cute. So anyway, my happy thing was my nephew was adorable, even though he wakes me up at 5 a.m. But that's also my unhappy thing, because god damn, am I tired. But he is so I funny. I feel that. He is so funny. I get up at five most days. I mean, I get up around um, uh, burping time. Um, <laughs> like, between 5.30 and 6 every day. But, like, man. Not after going to bed as late as I went to bed last night. Yeah, that's the truth. Like, you can't do it if you go to bed early or late. Yeah. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. I don't know what my happy thing is this week. I get, like, my week has been so fucking busy that I feel like I can't even think. Um, But I mean, it's been not bad busy, just busy, busy. So I think probably the biggest thing that I'm happy about is I feel like my writing's going really well right now. Like I don't, I don't think I'm a particularly good writer, but for me, it's always such a win that I can write. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, when I get words on the page, even if it's, like, 300 words, I feel really good about myself, and I've been really, really good and disciplined this week about actually getting up and doing that and putting that on the page and just, like, seeing the numbers tick up as little, you know, whether it's a 300 here or a 1,000 there, like, it's so gratifying to see a story start to actually take shape. Cool. And so I think that's probably my happy thing, even though it's a pretty low-key happy thing that's cool they can't all be the most exciting thing in your life that sounds yeah, like they can't all be tiny nephews telling you i love you <laughs> Which one? there are two adults who love me <laughs> he's such a goober oh. that's so cute yeah it was all right moving on to listener questions Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen, asks, uh, number one, Carolyn's probably going to cover this anyways because, open exclamation point, purple jersey alert, close exclamation point, but how awesome will the NWHL All-Star Game in Nashville be? Question mark. Uh, well, I was going to cover it, and then you asked, so I figured I'd just cover it in your questions. (laughs) Which is how it works. I basically, we have Jen, who is our, our women, women's hockey topic generator for yeah. me, so I don't have to do it myself. Appreciate you, Jen. Uh, I'm pretty fucking stoked for the NWHL in Nashville. Like, they're really breaching out, branching out. Like, they did um, Pittsburgh one year, and then they went to Minnesota last year, and now Nashville. Like, I really, I think the NWHL has 
some really like they're by far not a perfect league but they certainly I think have a good idea of what the fan base wants and they try to give them as much of that as they can and I think part of that is going to these different cities where they can't actually do regular season games so that's really cool it's really 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 cool um and I fucking love the jerseys this they're sweet they're super sweet and they're purple which is my constant want in the end of NHL Yes, obviously. I don't understand why it won't happen, but yes. Seattle, we're looking at you. We are. We are Seattle. Might be my new favorite team. Uh, And then her other question is, if any goalie had to switch to defense, who do you think would do the best job? Oh. I mean, do you remember when Ben Bishop... I didn't really pay attention to Ben Bishop and... um, Well, like, the way he played the game anyway, when he was in uh, Tampa Bay, but like... When he first came here and everybody was talking about how, like, vocal he was with the defense and kind of, like, mm-hmm. giving them situational awareness, I think he could be a good defensive player. I would definitely agree with that. I think he'd be really good at defense. Um, I was trying to think, like, who else likes to leave the net? Mike Smith might be a better defenseman than a goalie. Devin Dubnik also likes to leave the net. But he's a pretty okay goalie. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like... I feel like Mike Smith, like, give him something to chase down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that might work pretty well. He's also, he also likes to pass the puck a lot, which is a thing that, uh, Josh tweeted the best thing today. Uh, ben Bishop has as many points as Brett Ritchie does in as many games. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Which is... <laughs> so hysterical when it was pointed out prior to the game that some of the stars, stars people were talking about what a crime it is that Brett Ritchie sat this game. <laughs> this game that we ended up winning 6-2, whatever. Like, I don't... How does he get such a long leash? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't either. Jason of Damn It Jason fame asks... If you could request Chidi Anagonye to teach ethics and moral philosophy to one member of the 2018-19 Dallas Stars, who would it be and why? Just one of them? Yes. Just pick one. That's not to say that more than one could not use his help, but... I mean, I'm going Tyler Sagan. That was my pick, too. I mean, I feel like if you pick anybody else, you're just not thinking clearly. Yeah, yeah. Because really, me, it's, it's more not, of a- for me, for me, it's not so much about, like, who Chidi Anagonye needs to teach. It's who is the most like Eleanor Shellstrop. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that's, that's the question well, I'm asking I mean, myself. I mean, it's a little harsh. <laughs> I don't think Tyler Sagan is like Eleanor Shellstrop in that he is actively a selfish and annoying person. <laughs> Terrible person. I said who's the most like... I didn't say yeah, who yeah, no. is. But I think he is so unexamined as to cause a lot of unintentional harm when he thinks he's doing good things. Um. Yes. Can we talk? Okay. But also, can we talk about Tyler Sagan on the ticket earlier this week when they asked? I, yes, you, you may because I don't know where you're going. You don't know where I'm going with this? No. They were asking Tyler Sagan about hitting up the um 
like famous sites in in Dallas or something like that. Like I don't know exactly how this conversation started, but he was asked if he was going to go to the book depository, and Tyler says, "No thanks, I don't really read." Oh god. Do you know what the book depository is famous for? Uh, I think I do because I think I now that you say this, I remember this. It is this it is where Lee Harvey Oswald was when he shot supposedly when he assassinated United States President John F. Kennedy. <laughs> like that that's that's where we are. <laughs> and at some point, like they they said something else. I can't remember exactly what it was, but like it was clear that Tyler Sagan had no idea that they were alluding to. JFK being assassinated, like, less than a mile from where he plays hockey every night. I, I, I'm i more galled by the fact that he says he doesn't read. Not, like, surprised, but, like, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. When people say they don't read, it really hurts my soul. Oh. I'm like, well, let's, like, let's get this boy an Audible subscription. Like, you're a, bil- you're a millionaire. Pay for it yourself. But, like, somebody get his email address and sign him up. I mean, like, you don't even have to read the books. You can have them read to you. Yeah, by, like, great people who, like, do funny voices and shit. Like, we can start you on something easy, like Harry Potter, maybe. Like, Dude, the guy that does the Harry Potter voices... Or the, the Harry Potter books. What's his name? Anyway, he's amazing. That's what I'm saying. I don't know his name either. Jim Dale. I knew it was Dale something. Uh, Renee Sydney asks, Carolyn, how is your Swedish learning going? Bra Eller Del... Del... Delict? Delict. Delict. So Delict. <laughs> so bad. I uh, I get in this like Duolingo like phase where I'll get on a like month long streak and then I'll forget it for a weekend. Then I'm like, oh well, streak's broken. Fuck it. And so I'm in a fuck it phase. Though I do, I feel like I really should pick it back up because I do. I'm. I love language, but I'm just so bad about learning things in an unstructured manner. You know what I mean? Right. It's very hard to learn in an unstructured manner, especially when you're not trying to speak it with anybody. And honestly, I'm very grade motivated. So like, I don't have anybody like being like, no, Carolyn, you got a D, so be better. And yeah. No, I get it. It's hard. All right. Want another hard question? Yeah, sure. Andrew, too cool for Callie, LA asks, I want Marin to explain the calculating stars Entirely in hockey metaphors. Okay, so like, <laughs> um, wow, hockey. <laughs> can we? Okay, I'm gonna do this in razorisms because hockey metaphors. I'm like, how many can I come up with that can explain what's going on? <laughs> so, like in the beginning of the book, like literally the first page of the book, a meteor hits the earth. And uh, going back to October 30th, stood out like a pimple on a princess. <laughs> and uh, created an apocalyptic event um, with some high cotton dangling <laughs> from March 2nd, 2017. So then this lady computer, like um, like computers from um, Hidden Figures, 
basically has to convince the president that this is an apocalyptic event and that humanity needs to giddy up their galloping <laughs> and start colonizing other planets uh, because Earth is going to be a bit of a quackmire. <laughs> <laughs> that was from uh, a Ducks game in April of 2016. Oh, God. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, she has to have preschool teacher patience with this one because no one will listen to her because she's a lady. <laughs> but she gets borderline medieval stuff off the face off. And uh, <laughs> so then um, she... Figures out how to not only infiltrate the um, space program, but then also become a uh, bake her own cookie <laughs> and become the the lady like the, among the first group of lady astronauts. Boom! Well done. Now I want Razor to like narrate audio. I know, me too, right? <laughs> but like, not just narrate <laughs> them, but rewrite them on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want him to narrate them. I want him to give me synopses of them. <laughs> if if Razor could re like write the Netflix caption, like yes. the Netflix synopsis. Actually, could you please Razor does Christmas movies? Please tell me what the Princess Switch is about. <laughs> Razor. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well that brings us, I guess, to our final question. Let me get back to the okay. Shanberry Sauce asks recast and this is our favorite shanny of course i just really liked her uh, uh holiday themed holiday name yeah this is the greatest shanny in all the land she asks recast the princess switch with the stars um who do we think is playing the titular role of the princess jordy and jamie ben but they have to be identical it should just be the same person it's... playing it it's it's fine. It's fine. Just go with it. They're they're brothers. Okay, but they're not it's identical, fine. but that's fine. It's so it's fine. Who is who is tend to be identical? Which one is the baker and which one is not? Uh Jamie's the baker. Okay, so he gets to be a prince and, at the end. Uh yeah. so who is the prince then? Tyler? Okay. <laughs> who is who is who is uh Kevin, the uh sous chef? Jason Demare. <laughs> We're going old school stars on this one, I see. I'm just thinking, like, who Jordan's favorite defense partner was. They were, in fact, drift compatible. I have it on good authority from Jordy Ben himself. Or was it Jason Demare? It was Jason Demare. <laughs> never mind. It's Jason. Yeah, like, Jordy would actually answer questions. Jordy would never uh, answer a question. Jason Demare himself. Uh, okay, so um, who, plays, who plays Kevin's child? <laughs> Please say it's Devin Shore. It's definitely Devin Shore. It's absolutely Devin Shore. Who plays the uh, butler guy thing who was trying to thwart all of their plans? Ken Hitchcock. Yes! <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, that got away from me. Um, who plays the princess's, um, like, lady that follows her around and helps her out with shit? Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think, who is the person that wants to see Jamie Ben be the most successful in the world? Wait, but I thought it was Jordy Ben that was coming from the prince side. 
Because you said Jamie no, was the baker. the other way. You said Jamie was the baker. Originally, and then he switches. Right. Oh, okay. Wait. Um, so. Pre, pre-switch. So pre-switch, who, went, who, does, who wants to see Jordy Ben? Right. No, no, no. So, okay, that's fair. That's for sure. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, is it his mom at this point? <laughs> yeah, they care. She cares about both of them. <laughs> there we go. It's his, it's their mom. Um, no, it's Jason Spezza. Jason Spezza. Oh my god, yeah, because the mom person. is actually already in the movie. So yeah, it's Jason yeah, Spezza. Okay, yeah. good, 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 Jason good, good, good. Um, who plays the villain? Who that was honestly such a needless subplot, but it really was. I just didn't. It was so it was so cartoonish. But like, who who plays the one who tries to fuck Jamie Ben's cake up at the last minute? Uh, who was on David Back? Oh God, yes. <laughs> Good job. And that's all we have for you today. <laughs> I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at DepartHockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or you also want to become Christmas cheer, you can email us at DepartHockey at gmail.com. Yeah, I will tell you all I know about becoming Christmas cheer. Uh, you can find our official blog at DepartHockey.wordpress.com. One of us. One of us you are cheer you have always been cheer you are christmas cheer (laughs) please be careful i don't know where that was going (laughs) deck the halls (laughs) he sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're Awake. (laughs) Be good for goodness sake. Bye. Bye.